Welcome to Late Talker Radio, the podcast that helps you navigate the early years when faced with your child having language delay. Packed with everything you need to feel empowered and positive about the future. Here's your host, consultant speech and language therapist of 20 years, Joanne Jones. Good morning and welcome to this edition of Late Talker Radio. I'm so glad that you've joined us and um, today I want to talk about the importance of looking at your child as a whole. Um, And so I've got 10 points that I want to run through with you and give you some more information about this. So what I have noticed working online and working with an international audience is that um, it's quite often what happens is this. So a parent might feel a little bit worried about their child, maybe somebody in the family points something out or a health professional points something out and they become concerned that the child isn't developing as is expected. And so they um, seek some advice and some assessment and that happens and that assessment is um quite often a tick sheet or um, a formal assessment where it marks the child down as being able to do something or not able to do something and then the professional will speak to the parents and say well at this age they should be doing xyz and your child can't do this and they can't do that and this isn't what they're doing and they should be here and it becomes a very negative stream of conversation about what the child can't do yet or should be doing Um, and I think that this is often very deflating for parents and also um, not very helpful in terms of what do we do now Um, and what it does is give the parents um, a whole lot of anxiety and stress in their head about the fact that their child isn't living up to this benchmark that has been set by somebody else that doesn't know the child. Um, And so what I would say is um, that this is only a really small bit of information. Um, This is only a part of the story. This is only um, one little peek into your child and who they are. And if I'm being honest, it's not the most helpful way to help your child to make progress. These tick sheets and assessments only tell us so much. They only look at um, certain criteria and small points and tick your child against them as either having to do them or not do them. But communication is happening all of the time. And what we need to do is just stop and look at our child as a whole and look at at what they are doing. What is it that your child does to communicate? How do they tell you how they're feeling? How do they express their needs and wants and desires? Um, What do they do when they're happy? What do they do when they're tired or feeling grumpy? What do they do if things are not going their way? All these things are communication 
and they're happening all of the time. Now, for some parents, you've got to work really hard to interpret these these communications. You know, the the onus is on you to do the work to understand what your child is trying to tell you and where they're coming from. And as children get more um, intentional in their communication, they um, it becomes less work for the adult. The message gets clearer. But in those early days, it really is up to the parent to do the interpreting but I would ask you to stop and think about what your child can do what are all the things that in the last few months they have accomplished because there will be lots and sit down with a blank piece of paper and just start to write down all the things that your child can do now it might be around speech and language and it might or it might be around other skills and that doesn't matter but I want you to fill that piece of paper with all the lovely communications that your child does give with all the skills that they are learning and with all the things that are developing and start to really focus on these positive aspects of your child's development the next piece of paper I want you to have a think about what lights your child up what is the thing that really gets them going what do they enjoy doing what would they spend their time doing the most if they could what um what is it that they get out of bed in the morning for what can you always entice them to do even when they're feeling a bit grumpy Um, and for some children this can be really limited so for some children they only have one or two things that they really like I mean for most of us we have a small handful of things that we really love doing the things that we really you know would love to be spending all of our time doing but we know that we have to do other things outside of that but for some children it can be very very limited and that's absolutely fine but get it down on paper and look at it and what I would say is once you've got what really lights them up and what it is that they're already doing this is the first part of the recipe for progress because suddenly you're not looking at your child in lack or in um, fail or in not enough. You're looking at your child as who they are. You're looking at what they can do, what they want to do, what they are telling you. And when you start to focus on these things, you begin to see them everywhere. You begin to see new things that you hadn't realized that they were doing and new things that they love. What I would say is take the things that they love and do more of them. Now, often, if a child is obsessively doing one or two things, the advice can come as, um, well, try and discourage that, try and encourage them to do other things, try and bring new things for them to do. But think of it from your own perspective. If you have something that you love and you want to do more of it, um, then that is the way that you're going to learn new skills. So for example, if you're somebody who loves reading, um, your learning is going to come through reading. If you're somebody who loves being outdoors and um, exploring and walking, then your learning is going to come through that and your thinking time and your, um, your progression is going to become when you're doing the thing that you love 
And so it's not fair for us to look at our children and think, well, that's not appropriate. That's not what they should be doing at this age. They should be doing this. They should be doing that. We need to start at where they are and we need to start to build on these things. And I'm not saying that we're going to encourage a child to do that same thing forever. But what we are going to do is we're going to start there and we're going to encourage them to do more of what they love so that we can begin to use that what they love as a learning tool for other skills. what's really important and one of the things that I think we forget and I think we forget this with all children maybe but we definitely forget this when we start to have um, professionals involved or concerns about development but at the end of the day the most important thing is feeling good and being happy and progress is going to be maximized the more you can keep your child in that zone now for some children this is really difficult and actually um they spend a lot of their time feeling stressed or distressed or unhappy or whinging or in that kind of a low level feeling niggly and not really um enjoying life And so if your child is a child that is in that position, I want you to really focus on getting your child happy. And so it might be that actually what your child loves is to run around in a big open space, but the opportunities for that are few and far between. You've got a small garden, you you know, it's a bit of a walk to the park, um, you worry about their safety. But I would say sit and brainstorm that and how can you give your child more opportunities when they're doing the things that they love doing? So how can you make it so that your child can be running out in a field more? Or, you know, is there somewhere that you can go that you would feel more safe? Is there somewhere um, that somehow you can fit that into your routine of the day to just do more of the things that they love? and to create a happiness um, and to do less of the things that they don't love and so often we um, focus as parents you know I know this as as much as anybody on behaviour and your child conforming and behaving and so you know we want them to sit down and eat the meal and not mess with the food and stay there until the food is finished or we want them to sit in the push chair and not make a big fuss and not go rigid and, and make it difficult for us to strap them in or we want them to go to a play centre and play nicely and not stand around whinging um, and making you wonder why you ever went there in the first place. And so um, we do lots of things that don't float our child's boat because we're trying to kind of instill all these behaviours. But if you've got a child whose language is delayed, who's maybe got sensory difficulties, who is struggling with learning and making this progress, I think that we need to think about um why we're making things happen and if there's any option to not do that um then to focus on the positives and focus on the things that are about enjoyment and fun and um laughing and um bringing those into life much more
Now, what I'm, I'm not saying is, you know, you want to just let your child get away with everything and um, never have any rules. That's not the point that I'm trying to make because actually children thrive on routine and stability and um, consistency and knowing where they're up to and what's expected of them. And so even if your child doesn't appear to be taking those things in just yet, they still need to feel those um, boundaries and that consistency from you. But what I am saying is try to kind of readdress the balance between how much they're having to do that they don't want to do and how much time is spent doing the things that they really love. I think the next thing to realise is that there's always going to be peaks and plateaus in development and there's lots of areas that your child needs to develop so it might be their physical skills, it might be their fine motor skills, it might be sensory development, it might be cognitive skills, problem solving skills, it might be um, sleep development or eating and so each of these areas will progress at different rates and so you might find that your child has a real rush in development of language and then nothing seems to happen for a while but start to notice what other things are happening in that time what other um areas of development are becoming um more progressed because what will be happening is is there's a plateau in one area of development there'll be a peaking in an in another also if your child's unwell or feeling um unhappy or insecure because maybe with changes or or um different routines and things you'll see um a a plateau as well but don't worry um about these plateaus just kind of reassure yourself that that's what it is it's just a plateau and actually you're going to see that progress come again And my last point is to really encourage your child's self-esteem above all else. And we can do that by making our children feel loved no matter what. So be careful about the language that you use around your child. Be careful when you're telling your mum what your worries are or talking to your husband about what you need to do to um, help your child progress. Kind of keep... um, all of that commentary even if you feel like your child doesn't understand away from your child's ears and what you want to be doing is giving them a commentary about how pleased you are with them how much you love them how great they're doing and just making them feel as if um, every little effort is appreciated and them for being them is appreciated and no matter how much your child is struggling with communication you can definitely give them this feeling of like you're okay this is okay you're okay who you are and once you've got that kind of that relaxation you're going to see the progress come more quickly and I think that I meet so many parents who are so worried and the anxiety is so acute that actually it kind of causes a rub with um with their child and with their child's development because they're struggling and they want to see progression and and so the effort is put into kind of pulling that child um into a place of of better talking and better communication what I would say is imagine it like you're building up the foundations you're not pulling your child to be better you're building up underneath you're putting all these things that I'm talking about in place bringing in more fun bringing in more relaxation bringing in more time together bringing in doing the things that light you all up as a family the things that you find fun and putting those building blocks underneath and 
this is going to help your child to build up from the bottom. I hope you found that helpful and uh, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks everybody. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Please look out for the next episode coming soon. And don't forget to take a look at our show notes at joannejones.co.uk. See you next time on Late Talker Radio. Bye for now.